0: Welcome to Rewind the Movies. Can you guess by that opening song which film we're doing this week? This week it's Three Men and a Baby, a 1987 comedy film directed by Leonard Nimoy starring Tom Selleck, Steve Guttenberg and Ted Danson as three bachelors as they attempt to adapt their lives to de facto fatherhood with the arrival of the love child of one of the gentlemen. On this week's podcast it's myself, Andrew Owen, James Progodage aka Prog and Evan Quick. You'll soon find out from the episode that we have fond memories of this film, but almost 35 years later, how does it stand up? And will we still find it enjoyable? Anyway, let's hear that theme music again before we get into the episode. You do me
1: oh so right. My
0: This film had a bit of an impression on a young Andrewin. So the listeners won't know this, but Prague will definitely know it. Evan will probably know elements of it. But growing up, you know, I I, I was more or less in a, an all female household um, from about the age of eight, anyway. Um, so my mum and my sister um, were who I lived with. So that influenced to a certain degree some of the movies that I watched growing up. So. Without being sexist, they were probably more female oriented films. So I grew up on Three Men and a Baby. I grew up later then on Three Men and a Lady, or Little Lady, whatever the, whatever it is. Um, Peggy Sue got married. Grease One, Grease Two, Annie. I saw them all. What Where- about oh, well, Curly Sue, was that in there? Uh, Curly Sue, yes, I believe was in there.
2: My so- My Girl?
0: No, it wasn't, actually. And I think simply because my girl came out around about 92, 93, 94. I want was, to say
1: 94. Yeah, was, I'd say it was one of those 17 years you listed, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, but I, I think by that point, like, my sister um, was a, a bit older. She'd probably moved out. You know, she started having kids of her own, blah, blah, blah. So I may not have seen it. But um, Three Men and a Baby was definitely one that I saw quite a lot of. I, I was trying to rack my my brain on this, right? I think we owned a copy of it, VHS, simply because I remember the cover so well. And because I, I, and I watched it so much, we must have owned it or we must have had a version of it on, on VHS. And I got a funny feeling then, a little bit later... We had three men, the, the double box set, and do you know? Remember when VHSs came out, but there was two VHSs in one box, and there was that super thick box. I remember that as well. So we we definitely um, definitely had a version of it, and but I just can't remember exactly what it was. But I watched this quite a bit, and I I will admit now whether it's a good film or not. That's what we'll discuss. I thoroughly enjoyed it watching it the other night, simply because the nostalgia element of it um, I'm a huge fan of 80s sort of films that don't really do anything if that makes any sense, especially if I watched them as a kid, and there's not a lot happens in this film, let, let, let's be honest with that, but I do think the, the cast are quite charismatic let's put it that way, I'll shut up now Ev, what, what's your memories of it? Hang on now, hang on. Go on. L- yeah, I, I we, are to not,
1: know. we are not stopping there. You have a story related yeah. to this film because it stars your dad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're not going yes. over this again. Yes. Simply because yes. basically people need to check out I'm trying to think what it'd be, Short Circuit? Maybe, yeah. yeah they but- need to check out the short circuit episode for the full um, story on uh, Steve. Basically, Gutenberg. Steve Gutenberg is Andrew's dad. He's hundred yeah. percent my dad. <laughs> I I I send him birthday messages every year. Don't get any reply. But... You, yeah, you
2: don't you don't want to you don't want to re- reveal the story now. You want to you want to keep it. So then. Listeners who are who are listening to us for the first time with this episode then go, Oh, what's that story? And then go back go through back through the back (laughs) catalogue.
0: They they basically need to go back to short circuit, and I I believe we did another Steve Gutenberg one, or we at least referenced it because the story has come up at least twice previously.
1: I just love Evan's optimism that we are going to get new listeners on an episode of Three Men and a Baby. (laughs) <laughs> we me? It's like they've never listened to it before, but we're doing three men and a baby, and they thought, you know what? I'm going to listen to that one. The cult
2: classic. That's
0: why <laughs> We had our um, <laughs> 2021 Wrapped Spotify figures, or whatever, whatever this called, right? Where they give you the figures at the end of the year. Uh, as um, someone who subscribes to Spotify, they tell you what music you've listened to, what, what the artists, the top songs are. But as a podcast provider. They give us that information as well, right? And a hundred percent of our listeners on Spotify were male. So you <laughs> never know; three men and a baby may just reach out to one or two female listeners. And we know we got one, at least one female listener, because Melissa and I, I can't remember her surname, but she knows who she is. But she, she always contacts us um, or comments on Facebook. So shout out, shout out to her. What's she um, listening on then? May, maybe Apple, because most of our listeners come from Apple. To be fair.
2: Okay.
0: Um, but <laughs> yeah, you never know. It may, we may reach out to a couple more female listeners, and they may then think, "I'll go back and listen to Short Circuit. That's a really good film. I, I think I remember it being good." <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and they listen to the Steve Guttenberg it off. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. So, um, yeah, yeah. let's let's leave that teaser there. And also, I got slammed the other day by by our friends in our WhatsApp group saying, oh, you're going to do the Steve Guttenberg story again. And I I think it was our mate, (laughs) Pai, so piss off, Pai. I love the Steve Guttenberg (laughs) story. It's my favourite. It's a claim to fame, even though it's not a claim to fame.
1: Even though it's a claim to fame that you invented...
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're giving too much away. Oh. sorry, Ev. Go on, but
2: no, no, I'm so, no, no. Sorry, right. I'm just. Oh, I'm just a I am
0: actually sorry, Ev. I am going to interrupt you because there is one aspect of this film when I was re-watching it this time, and as a kid growing up, when did this come out? 80, Eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. Right time I would have watched it, maybe. You know, a few years later. So let's just say I would have been eight, nine, probably ten, watching it. I have a distinct memory think of thinking there's three guys living together here, adult guys. That's amazing. I want to aspire to be one of these guys with my mates growing up. Um, and I suppose we lived a little bit of that in university, but it's, it, again, watching it, I was thinking, oh, yeah, I remember thinking as a kid, they they, um, they live the life that I want to live, live. Can <laughs> I just say
1: now, as someone who's still living <laughs> with male friends, uh, it's, it's nowhere near glamorous as glamorous uh, as these three gentlemen make it out to be.
0: It, it's because you don't host parties. No, like
1: and North I would, North would North. never want to. <laughs> Oh, I've, I've got I've got loads to say about that, but I'm just I'm
2: just I'm just surprised that you haven't come out with with a theory that Tom Selleck and Ted Danson were were lovers and not oh, friends because because you could yeah. because you, you do that with you know
0: with every every oh, film. No, oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. I came out, I did that on one story, <laughs> and now you're harking back also to Adam's theory about Blaine and Mac being lovers in Predator.
2: This feels like every film.
0: <laughs> and How dare you say that Tom Selleck and Ted Danson are lovers? How dare you? They—they two bachelors. I, really I will like, say, if,
1: if any of them are going to be lovers, it's going to be Gutenberg and Selleck.
0: I I couldn't <laughs> turn down that hairy chest. Both of them. Oh, oh the,
2: the, again, I'm going to talk about this again. This hairy chest all over the place in in this film. Honestly, you, you, that short
0: my, curliness on you know on their chest. Tom Selleck, you know, yeah. um, furry caterpillar under his nose. How could you turn
1: that down? The eighties fashion was in full flow in this film, yeah. though, wasn't it?
2: Oh, i we'll get onto that. I'll keep me powder dry. But um, <laughs>
1: no, no
2: my grandma had this had this proper. Oh, you VHS. A grandma?
0: Did she own a VHS a rental
2: uh, shop? No, no. This is this is this was probably the only proper film that she owned on VHS because I remember the front cover vividly. Everything else was like I said before the 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 thick leather bound video library plastic cases which you get five for a pound down <laughs> down the market down the market on a on a Sunday, um, so yeah yeah we I, I watched the film film a lot when I, when I was growing up.
0: Did you enjoy it as a as a kid? Can you remember uh, that?
2: Yeah yeah I did I did actually yeah, I think it was just it was. It was little little scenes. I think I uh, enjoyed it because me because my grandma did, and she always laughed at certain scenes, like when they were um, when they're changing Mary for the first time and stuff like that. And it's you know it you know what's coming, but it's still funny anyway. It's that it's I think I think we've mentioned before on on a previous episode that when you when you watch a when you watch a comedy film with other people, you tend to enjoy it more because you're feeding off their off their responses and you're laughing when they're laughing. So. It's, mm.
1: I'd go along with that because rewatching it this time, I didn't laugh once. (laughs) That's not to mean I didn't, you know, find enjoyment in the film or whatever. But I, I didn't laugh while watching it. Mm -hmm. And you know, maybe if I'd been watching it with other people, I might have laughed. I'm just going off the back of what you said, really. Mm
0: -hmm. I I don't think I laugh out loud anyway in uh, at movies. I'm just a grumpy bastard when I watch films. You fart when you laugh, don't you? (laughs) Yeah. But you fart instead of laughing. I got real complex. That's why I don't laugh anymore. How come, I,
2: how, how come I only know this now? No, no I'm he's I joking. No... <laughs> oh, I was gonna say I know, know you I've known you both over 20 years, and this is the this is the first time I'm hearing this. It don't does know. spread these rumors.
0: <laughs> Our four listeners may, may turn off. <laughs> uh go on in progress, your memories of it. You, you uh, grew up with a sister and a, obviously a mother. I was going to say an older mother, but that would not have made more, you know, that would have made perfect sense.
1: Yeah, that would have been a very different upbringing. Um, I, I watched this film regularly when I was younger and also the sequel of the film. I've got a particular, very, very vivid memory of the sequel more than I have of this film, but I'll save that for when we do the yeah. sequel. Yeah, I, li- I like that optimism
2: I, I went to um I went to the cinema to watch the sequel I remember
1: Do you keep your powder dry on that as well no one alright alright alright
2: right.
1: but with this film uh, it was funny What I haven't seen it all the way through I reckon for about at least 25 years definite at least 25 years so re-watching it for this I was very interested to see number one if it would hold up if you know what, what I remembered was correct, but also re-watching it, um, you probably had this as well with some of the other films that we've
0: done, but when something happens, you go, "Oh Christ, yeah, I forgot about that." I give you a perfect example of that. I forgot totally about the drug element. I just thought they got handed a baby, and, and, the, and the comedy was then that they had to deal with this baby mm-hmm. until the mother came back.
1: We're going to come back to the drug element later on. <laughs> but one of the things that I always remember about this film, and of course, watching the number of films that we all have now in the you know, the amount of years we've been here. The run into the airport, the rush into the airport and running through the airport is such a cliche. But this film is the first film I remember seeing that in. So for me, mm-hmm. it's not a cliche in this film because it's the first time I remember seeing it. But every film after, it became a cliche for me. Uh... So while I was watching it, I remember think I was thinking, that's, that's quite an interesting perspective, really, because obviously there is a film that had the first rush to the airport. I don't know what film that is. But every film that came after it, I bet the writers or the makers or whoever did that film were like, oh, just copy them and we've done I now. But now it's been done to such an extent that it's a cliché. I'm just wondering if there's any film that you've seen where the cliché wasn't a cliché.
0: In that sense, in the, it yeah. was the first time we'd seen it. Um, I think
1: I put you on the spot there, but yeah. I, it was just
0: something that came to me while I was watching. Well, well uh one thing for me would be probably something like bullet time in the matrix because it had been done previously, but it just hadn't been done in a mainstream film or oh, there's many elements of the matrix that hadn't been done in a mainstream film. Let's put it that way. But yeah, I'm struggling beyond that.
2: The the slow motion walk in reservoir dogs. Cause I, I can't remember any other okay. film, doing, any, any other film adopting that. And I know, I know it was done in, in, Kill Bill, as well, another Tarantino film that, you know, there was a slow motion walk where not where, you know, it's just basically you're getting from one place to another.
1: But you're but, um, seeing Reservoir Dogs is the first time you saw it. So it wasn't
2: that declared. I can remember. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: You can't really do that rushing to the airport and rushing through the airport anymore, can you? No, you can't. No, you can't. Especially running to the gate, anyway.
1: Well, unless you do it in Love Actually, where the, uh, jump through the security, and he's like Houdini, and he, that kid, getting through everywhere. Well, this is the thing I, I, I said to Sean when I was watching it, that, he, that they just go right up to the gate.
2: You would never even get there, you know, because you, you'd have to go through security, and the departures and everything like that, and it's,
1: you know... I don't know what it was like for you, Ev, or you and, even, but I remember when I was younger, my father, for a, for a day out, would take me and my brother to Cardiff Airport. Cardiff
0: Airport, the the planes come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: I did that. I know it it sounds quite silly now, but I remember being amazed watching the planes taking off and landing, the size of them, and obviously hearing that sound. But, you know, we'd be there for a couple of hours. And you just, because you were like, I don't know how old I was, four, five, six,
0: just be standing at the window with your hands pressed against it, just watching these planes come in. Um, in Cardiff Airport at, at the time, you could go in, there was a the check-in desk, but you could walk up to sort not necessarily the lounge, but there was an element where you could watch the planes come in. And yeah. I, I thought my family were the only ones who did that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no I, d- I did it as well in Newcastle Airport in, in, in Newcastle the, the, I, I think I, I'm pretty sure it's changed now, but I remember that like, you could go you could go up the stairs and then there'd be there'd be a Burger King next to a WH Smith. And again, like you, Prague, i would just be like there, hands on the hands on the window and the nose like that going, oh wow, it's amazing.
1: Well, was how you looking at the burgers? <laughs>
0: yeah. What a whopper.
2: <laughs> uh, Wim- Wimpy was a uh, was the burger of choice. Um, oh, that's because you were posh.
1: Wimpy. Yeah, just because you wanted a plate and a knife and fork, didn't you,
2: right? Oh uh, no, 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 this is the thing that I, that we we never we never used to go to like a to a a burger place like out. It was always you know the like the homemade burgers where they where where you pretty much get like a burger for twenty five p and put it put it between two slices of bread and then they just like you know <laughs> trim round the slices of bread. So it's just
0: then. Um, so, so you were looking through the wi- window at Wimpy, saying, "Wow, real burgers <laughs> on a plate,
2: on and honest, a knife on,
0: and fork." Yeah,
2: I know. On, honestly, as the 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 highlight of my year it was going to going to McDonald's in no Shields and going on the swivel the swivel mushroom chairs that they had because all you all you used to do is just get a happy meal and just go hey
1: I'll tell you what but we need to bring out the sister podcast to this Evans up in Newcastle <laughs> life on the tune <laughs> it was it was always cold and he ne- never wore a top
2: I still wear shorts now
1: if i got
0: NUFC written across his belly <laughs> For
2: um, a, a bit of a tangent, one guy I used to play rugby with was was among like a few like four or five blokes who always used to get shown on the sky cameras with tops off, even in the snow in like January.
1: When they were watching the Newcastle games,
2: yeah, we were getting beat like four or five nil, and they'd still be tops off. Yeah, you know?
0: but you <laughs> yeah. never saw a real skinny guy doing it.
2: No,
0: and it's because I reckon they just they just didn't have the insulation. No,
2: that's what it is, isn't it? It's the blubber. The blubber effect. Why do you think I've never had COVID? It's just, it's, it's my fat cells that have you know, prevented, uh, pre- prevented COVID-19 from penetrating the body. Either
0: like... that or your patient zero. <laughs> hey, who knows, eh? Right, we digress slightly there. Let's move on to favourite aspect. Right, I got a couple of things. Bear with me on this. Who doesn't love Tom Selleck in a cardigan? Mm.
2: And he wears a cardigan in a posh party as well, where oh. everyone else is dressed up to the nines, the women especially, and he rocks up in a bloody check shirt
0: in a cardigan. Oh, yeah. he, he um, can pull anything off. The, the opening scene. The montage. Such an 80s opening. Boys will it be boys. Mm. Or, you know, so it's them so there's, um, what's his name? painting or drawing, yeah. all the things that he's doing yeah and that that is my favorite aspect throughout the film is just how much of a nostalgia trip it is mm. and I'm not, not saying it's it's great for the masses but it's great for me because again it just took me back
1: yeah you, know, you just reminded me I uh, I have to correct myself I did laugh once out loud doing this film
0: <laughs> which bit
1: the opening montage where they're actually fucking drawing themselves on their apartment. <laughs>
0: And he's um, I was
1: like, "How narcissistic can you be?"
0: <laughs> I I loved that as a kid. I really wanted to like do that on my wall yeah. in my bedroom, but my mother wouldn't let me. I, yeah, but they don't I'd even st-
1: own the. They don't even own it. They exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. How can they? How can they get
2: away with? and painting painting the lift and the lobby and the front door and everything like that, and then Tom Selleck is building another room, in the in the flat.
1: Ev forget the room, they put a
0: telephone in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, it's,
2: it's ridiculous. Yeah, it, it's, it's
0: because the um, the landlady, what's her name? Mrs?
2: Oh, she's she, only the concierge, Mrs. Oh, she, Hathaway. Oh, what's her
0: name? She, it begins with H. I got it written somewhere. Hathaway. 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 Mm. She's got a secret sort of crush on all of them, I reckon. She loves them. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And then finally, we mentioned it just now proper 80s sort of hairy man chest scenarios. Tom Selleck being Tom Selleck. He was massive in the 80s. He was 42 in, the, in this film.
2: No and way.
0: He, yeah. Yeah. He was 42. Um. I got it written here. Ted Danson was 40. Steve Guttenberg was 29. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, so there's hope. There's hope for you yet Prague to get a penthouse suite and um live in the high life and oh, throwing yeah. parties
1: i wouldn't mind getting a woman like rebecca <laughs>
2: <laughs> i just can't believe like tom Selleck has the uh, well see see has the has, has the nerve or has the balls to so actually when he's when he's out running all of a sudden he, see, he, he sees the woman and just starts chatting her up while he's running I mean, I'm not being funny. When I'm running, I can, I can hardly breathe, let alone talk to anyone.
0: <laughs> he on didn't a... need to say anything to that lady. She saw him and she thought, oh, my God, what a dream boat. That's the point, isn't it?
2: Yeah. You can tell that from the look that she gives in the, in, yeah. in the
1: lift after afterwards. So... Yeah, she, like... does, she does the wave, doesn't she? Waves herself. It,
0: it yeah. was just like a scene that you would have seen in university, Evan being on one side of the dance floor, moving, you know, like the demon he is. And then a girl on the other side giving him the eyes and he's just like, yes, (laughs) tonight is your night, bro. (laughs) Anyway, those are my favourite aspects. And I love the cast. I love how 80s it is. Pure nostalgia for me. And I'm going to leave it at that.
1: I'm going to jump on the bandwagon with the cast. I think, as you said, they are... uh, I think this. I think it's well cast. They, for the most part, they charismatic. Um, my favourite was Ted Danson.
0: He's an I underrated know, actor, I think. I Ted think Danson. so
1: as well. I, I, I really like Ted Danson. I know Tom Selleck's supposed to be the centerpiece of the film, um, but T- Ted Danson was the reason that I enjoyed watching it this time.
0: Do you know the Michael J. Fox? And Tony Dancer, not Tiny Dancer, um, were considered for the role, Ted Danson's role of Jack. Really? Yeah. So no. I don't know. I don't see Michael J. Fox at all in it. No. I don't know about Tony, Tony Dancer.
2: Tony Dancer, maybe, but MJF, no chance.
1: He no. doesn't strike me as a womanizer. No.
0: No, and, no. And that's
1: what Jack Holden is, isn't he? Yeah.
0: He's a love him and leave him.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Here's is, is a question before before I talk about favorite aspects. Um, and seeing as you're you're your triath- triathlon coaching and you know helping people in the in the running in the running scene at the end when they when they're running for the um, for the aircraft, what what did did you did you have a look at the running styles of the three men? I thought Tom Selleck has a very good running style. He's very he's he's, he's upright and he's you know he's got he's got his arms sort of close to his body, whereas Ted Danson just uh, he. He's like a shambles.
0: Is he like Phoebe from Friends?
2: <laughs> yeah, he's he...
0: I admittedly, like... the F, I didn't look at it. <laughs> I'll have to go back and review it.
2: Yeah. You'll yeah, have to give your extra opinion.
1: Put it in a separate video ad. Break down the running styles. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just just going off the back of back of what, what you both have said there, the, the cast I think is really good. Like the, the three choices for the for the main for the main, uh, you know, leading men, I would say are, are brilliant, especially, especially the the, the chemistry between between Tom Selleck and, and Steve Guttenberg. I think, when when the baby comes in comes into the picture, it's oh, it's just it's it's, it's gold. Sometimes because you because being a being a father, you 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 instant you you instantly see how you don't even know what you what you're doing half the time. I didn't anyway, and it's just like. What do I do, you know, wet wipes? I'm going to go
0: slightly off topic here, but it's related to what you just said, Ev. But I remember I had my first, Emily, and we sat in the hospital. I sat on the end of the bed. She was, I don't know, an hour old. The midwives had just left, but we had an opportunity to stay, both of us, in a room. And I remember sitting on the end of the bed saying to Rach, what do we do now? When do I feed her? When do I change her nappy? I knew nothing. And then I can, so I can relate to a certain degree with them. Like literally, no, no, he went, he's in um, Tom Seller goes to the store (laughs) and there's that one aisle and it's so overwhelming that (laughs) he he just does not do Interesting fact about that, that one scene, Pampers paid the movie £50,000 or $50,000 to have all their product on show. All right. Mm. Yeah so um, just for that one scene I, I know later on in the film that there, there's other bits as well. but if you notice everything on the, on the le- left hand side is just pampers' nappies
2: yeah yeah and just and, and going, going back to the, the life they're living And like you know I mean we talked about the you know the murals and the, the, the new rooms and the phones in the shower.'s got a, they've got a jukebox and a fucking pool table. Honest, honestly, like they—they they must, all three of them must be earning an absolute mint to
0: pay for to pay for that.
1: Well, someone tells me that Tom Selleck is subsidising the other two. <laughs> uh,
0: well, yeah. Well, they're, yeah. they're artists, the other one, aren't they? The yeah. two,
1: sorry. Yeah. You pay, you pay when you can, boys. I'll. Uh, yeah. I'll I think
0: Gr- Gutenberg's all right
2: because he because he um he does the cartoons, doesn't he? So he's got a, a sort of steady job, whereas Ted Danson, obviously, he's, he's the actor.
0: Maybe, um, oh, what's his name? Tom Cedric owns mm-hmm. the uh, apartment, but o- obviously it's within a leasehold, right? I, so this is one. Mm-hmm. This is my theory. And the other two rent rooms off him.
1: Okay, so that that would explain how he's able to get away with uh, doing whatever the hell he wants with the apartment.
0: <laughs> An extra room. <laughs> yeah. Where, where's this I'm, extra room? I'm
2: gonna go? I was going to say you even have enough money to pay for like a catering company to come in and, like, provide glasses and, you know, and all the food and, you know, waiter service and stuff like that. I'm just like, they're, like, yuppie central if it was only Uh, only for 1000
0: Um, Yeah, so what I was going to mention was a couple of other people who were considered for the roles. So um, actors considered for the lead roles include Jack Nicholson, Tom Hanks and John Travolta, Tom Hanks, I could see. Yeah. Tom Hanks in the Steve Guttenberg role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jack Nicholson, I don't think so. John Travolta, uh, possibly. I don't know.
1: Unless uh, he, well, unless he was the Jack Holden role.
0: Yeah, maybe. So, uh, other people that the studio wanted who were on their wish list: Bruce Willis, Michael Keaton, Bill Murray, Steve Martin. Basically, I'm pretty sure that that list would be every 80s comedy film wish list. Anyway, who was the one you said mm. after Bruce Willis? Michael Keaton. I can see Michael Keaton in it. Mm. I can't see Bruce be... at all. No. I, I suppose it, the, he hadn't done Die Hard at this, and he he was probably still in Moonlight then. Yeah, but still, I couldn't see Bruce as one of
1: those three. Like, Bruce Bruce doesn't strike me as an architect.
0: Not an artist. Definitely not Not an
1: artist. (laughs) artist. (laughs) Bloody hell, he only just passes for an
0: actor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then the other thing I was going to note was, we haven't mentioned him, but they have quite a famous director. And that is the one and only Mr. Spock. Yeah. And Leonard uh, Leonard Nimoy. Um, But supposedly, the three actors, or the three lead actors... Um, didn't really get on with him. There was quite a bit of conflict behind the scenes. I don't know how true that is, but um, I thought we should mention the director. Yeah. He did,
1: he, he did a few films in the 80s, then he did
0: one or two of the Star Trek films as well. Yeah. yeah. Right, come on, let's move on to um, favourite scene. Well, I, I'll say now, Right, I struggled with this aspect. I really enjoyed <laughs> the film, but I couldn't really think of a real standout scene for me. Um, and all I could really think of in the end was the um, the montages. And, I, mm. and I, I'll be honest with you, I love an 80s montage anyway, but they just made me smile. I was thinking, oh, maybe I should put in the Goodnight Sweetheart scene. And I thought, actually, that scene didn't do anything for me this time round and probably because how cringy it is. Mm. It's I I always remember it but the problem I have with those type of scenes now, they just remind me of Top Gun. You know where Tom Cruise Mm. is is in the bar singing to a woman? I hate that scene with a passion and although this is very different, I know, it's for some reason, that's all I had in the back of my head was bloody... Tom Cruise singing that. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, i probably just go with the montages. You know, anything from, like, the, yeah, the the beginning, Boys Will Be Boys, or anything where they're running around with the baby. And <laughs> what mm-hmm. I love about it, at times, they just, like, fast-forwarded slightly. The speed is just mm-hmm. put up. And there's one particular scene, and I can't remember which one it is, Um, and it, it's clearly something that, They've tried this outtakes, but they've used it in the film. I think uh, it'll come to me in a moment. What, what is that, is that
2: the bottle, the bottle
0: thrown one? Yes, it's that one. I was, I was just thinking that can't be a scripted scene. That, that they, they've obviously wanted to put something in there with the bottle being thrown, yeah, and probably looked back at the footage and thought actually that would work within the montage. Yeah. And for that reason, I quite like that as well.
2: Yeah. I'll i go i go along with that. Um yeah, that and just the I just found it found it funny when they're when they're trying to change it for the first time just because it brought back memories of watching it when, when we got my um but yeah the, the sec- they
0: have that massive nappy as well, and it's clearly for like a toddler <laughs> and this kid is like I don't know six months old or whatever it is.
2: Yeah, for Gutenberg just, just says one thing where where uh tom selick oh, you know you know we we should get get someone to uh, to clean it and he goes oh how about after shave
0: <laughs> uh prog anything you want to add i got nothing but... Isn't it funny like i really enjoyed the film but i couldn't give you a standout scene mm-hmm. really strange yeah. i yeah for me see the film just it
1: just sort of drifts along and that's not a bad yeah. thing you know, I, I there think was nothing that got me, you know, too, what's the word, engrossed or excited. It was just one of those films that I put on and it was like, oh, that passed the time.
0: I, I think like you, I hadn't seen this film in a number of years and that probably helped. So I, I was keen to sort of like just know, oh, would it still be the same? And when it started to, or when it started and I, you know, and I got clear enjoyment from it, I, I, was, I was just looking to see what was going to happen next, but there was just no standout scene for me. Yeah. But that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that, I don't think. Shall we move on to changes? And I've got a few different things. They're more questions rather than changes. So first question I've got, did they name her? No, it was in the letter. No, it wasn't. All right, Okay. I thought that they came up with a name because I, there was one particular scene where they say, what should we call her? I thought. And then they they say one particular name. It says, no, we'll go Mary. And then when Sylvia comes back at the end, she calls her Mary as well. And I was just like, how does she know who's called Sylvia? But um, mm. Mary, sorry. But um, anyway, that's, that, you've answered that question. Um, one of my change is, I'm not entirely sure the drug element needs to be in there. Oh, but... I, I get it, in the, but mm. it, it just turned into a bit of a police Academy five mission. No, no, Where's the Miami one. Yeah, it was just Miami like because in that it's diamonds, isn't it? Yeah, I,
1: right. I've got I've got a negative and a positive about the drug thing. Right, the negative is I think it was just put in there to add a bit of plot.
0: I, I know the reason why it's in there because the original script was a lot darker. And it wasn't going to necessarily be a comedy, or a v- the comedy wasn't going to be the vehicle. Right. So I think it's a hangover from a previous um, draft. Let's put it that way.
1: Okay, so taking that into account then, I think they've left it in there to have some plot. Mm. Although I think if you're just going to go the comedy route, you you should have just ripped all that out and just had these three guys trying to cope with Having a baby,
0: and and that's the other point that I got. The film could have finished on one hour seventeen minutes, or, or whatever it is, but then or what, maybe one hour seven minutes. But the next twenty minutes were the the drug element of it, and it just it, for me it didn't need to be in there.
1: One thing I will say about the drug element is that they did wrap it up relatively quick. It didn't yeah. hang over the film too long. So I know what you are saying, but they did wrap it up with about 15 or 20 minutes left of the movie, which I quite, which I quite liked, because normally you with that type of plot, you, you're thinking to yourself, all oh, right, I better get my mind in the right space here because there's going to be some fucking massive ending, isn't it?" I where I'm supposed to give a shit. And and you and ultimately you don't really. Because I don't, I don't I, you know, as much as I don't mind the film, it it didn't it didn't you know, I, I never felt like I was fully invested in the characters. And maybe maybe actually that's something to do with me not having children and you boys have, so may, I dunno whether that's uh, affecting opinions or how we feel about the film
0: going back yeah, to, to the drug element of it though the question I just kept asking throughout the film why didn't they just give the drugs to the guys at no, you know, in the early point of the film when they came back to pick up the drugs or where, at no point did Tom Selleck know that there was police there
1: did he No, maybe? right. I right, okay. When they first get to the flat Tom Selleck thinks they're there for the baby.
0: Yeah, yeah. So when he when he runs down back down, that's what I meant. He yeah. just said, "You've got the wrong package. Here it is. Sorry, I'll take the baby back."
1: Okay, I get you. Yeah. But was he was the police off? Yeah, so maybe if he'd taken it down in his pocket. Oh, I did take it down in his pocket.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the police officer came. Yeah, he, so he's on not the hand
1: over that package with the police officer there, is he?
0: Well, but I just think there was an opportunity beforehand. But, but again, that element of the film just would have been wrapped up very quickly and they would be pointless at being in there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so I understand that. I, I just thought, like, just give them the bloody drugs. But that, this is a movie and not real life. <laughs> the other element of it is they put the drugs in the baby's nappy. It's just like Jesus Christ. What happens if those drugs had leaked or whatever? Oh. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> any other changes?
2: When Jack is um is doing the switches for the lift when they when they're trying to trying to trap the drug dealers. Why does he leave Mary in the car? Why doesn't he bring Why doesn't he bring
1: her bring her with him? It's just
0: but especially since it's it's only like twenty foot away from the car.
1: <laughs> yeah. I love the fact, though, that in, in that moment, they tried to make drama out of him having to change the baby. Oh,
2: yes, but yeah. Um, when Tom Selleck buys the Sports Illustrated and the little rubber giraffe, that newspaper guy must be on crack if he thinks that's a dinosaur, because that,
0: <laughs> that is blatantly a giraffe.
2: Blatantly.
0: Um, Tom Selleck's having none of it. He's really pissed um, off with that guy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> There's a few sort of outdated opinions, shall you could say, whereby you know both Peter and Jack automatically go to like the female figures in their life because they think that you know they they'll know what to do with a baby because they're female. And it's, um, I think
1: I think that's more an indictment of the in terms of the film that's more an indictment of the men, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But the yeah. point is is that these guys they haven't got a clue what they're doing.
2: Yeah, and it's it's also telling them, as well when they take. When they take us swimming and they have you know part the, the montage bit where they're taking photos in the pool and stuff, they're the only men there everywhere, everyone else is. Uh, is but one. I,
1: right, okay, you you brought me in here now, right? Go on. This this is my thing with the film. Don't you think it's fucking creepy?
2: Or oh, having three there's, yeah. there's
1: three guys always around this one baby? <laughs> or oh, sorry, should I say And you're not supposed to think. Now, should I should I say that it could be seen to be a bit creepy that these three guys are always around this baby? I, I get
0: I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Ultimately, it's a it's a comedy, isn't it?
1: Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. yeah. But I'm just thinking, like, I what what I would have found refreshing. I think if you remade this film now, and there is actually going to be a remake out next year
0: with really? Zac Efron, isn't
1: it? Zac Efron, yeah made via the Disney mm. Channel, so I, I'm not sure where they got. I'm not sure if the drug element's going to be involved there. But mm-hmm. um, it would be quite refreshing if one of the three guys, even after spending all that time with Mary, still wasn't that bothered about having, about having her
2: yeah.
0: in the end. Imagine when them turned around and they said, oh, you can live here. And he's like, whoa, 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 what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. No, no. I, no I'm, not, I'm, not,
1: I'm not. I'm not even saying that that guy has to say no. I'm just saying. Do you know when they all three of them are like, "Oh my god, we miss her yeah. so much." Surely one of them would have been. Do you know what? I'm, I'm all right. You know, I've had that. Experience. You know, it was great. It was, <laughs> it was great. You know, she's a great kid. But you know, I'm I'm okay now. And. It, and if it got to the end where they're like, oh, look, let's get Mary back. We'll have uh, Sylvia, Livia as well. And that one guy was like, okay, if that's what you want.
0: She can have my room. I'm moving out. Yeah. I just I just, <laughs> I just,
1: I just, I just, I just think it was a little bit unrealistic that all three of them were like, oh my God, oh my God, let's get her back, you know, and all this. It's just...
0: Yeah, especially when one of them wants to settle down with a new woman. And the, yeah. and the woman's like, wait a minute, this is a little bit weird. There's three guys, a woman and a baby, all living together? And basically, I, that, that, that's mm. what happens in number two, anyway.
1: I, yeah, I was just going to say, I do think from memory, they address that somewhat in number two. So,
0: But it's more yeah. Sylvia. Doesn't you know, She meets someone
1: and mm. then moves
0: to mm. England to marry him. And then mm. it's Tom Selleck, who <laughs> loves yeah. Sylvia, I've, blah, blah, blah.
2: I've got issue. I've got issues with Sylvia in this film. Honestly, is the her apology when she comes back is so half-hearted? It's unbelievable. If I was Tom Selleck, because obviously he's the, he's the first he's the first person I meet, her, I'd be fucking tearing her a new one. Like like it's no one's business.
1: I'm going to you know. say now that that the Sylvia role in this film is yeah. woefully underwritten. And incredibly
0: one dimensional. It, it gets better in number two, admittedly, yeah. but it's a yeah, bit of an afterthought, yeah. I think, in this film.
1: Yeah, it's, you can tell it's almost written from the male perspective because she says, I don't want to go home because mm-hmm. I want to act on, I want to keep acting.
2: Yeah, she wants to keep working in, in New York, but she needs help. And yeah. it's not,
1: it's,
0: you know, there's no there's no remorse there at all. Not even not even like a you know. But also, Ev, I'm she not. turns up, and she looks fine. She's not like worried that whether her daughter is still being cared for by these guys. She's not no. worried because she's spent X amount of time from the baby. She turns up, and she just looks well, and she looks like smartly dressed. And also, why the hell didn't they just report her? Come on, (laughs) baby turns up Even if it's Jack, right? And I know there's the confusion that There's a package turning up, it's a bit sensitive Don't tell anyone, blah 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 But once they find out about it Like, surely you're going to be A little bit worried And I know he tries to get hold of the family Or or wherever she lives But, come on
1: Well the other thing is as well. When she turns up He just like, lies down And is like he doesn't put up a fight. If she turned up, I'd be like, where the fuck have you been? And why Is didn't, you, point, yeah. why didn't yeah. you tell me we had a kid when you were pregnant? Like, I could have helped you. <laughs> at, least you
0: at least give me the opportunity. Also, mm-hmm. I'm an actor who potentially works all over the world. Why did you leave it on my doorstep? I might not have been home for six months. Or, or in this case, he potentially wasn't mm-hmm. going to be home for 10 weeks. I know, that, yeah. That baby would have died.
2: It's just like Jesus Christ. I know, yeah. oh, it honestly, see, I've just got, re- I've got really annoyed by
1: a really. Again, really, again, no, I do think it's an issue with the writing. Yeah.
2: Because
1: yeah. the dialogue that she's given is, it's just not developed enough. It's not, it's, it doesn't even allow any sort of, um, subtext or depth to her character, is very sort of, oh, do you know what? She doesn't want to go home because she wants to keep acting. And it's like, it's left that that really, cut as you said, i very cold level. Now, it could, that's, a, if, she, if she wants to keep acting, that's legitimate. You know, she wants to carry on her career. But that doesn't mean she can't say other things in terms of, I love my child, I want to keep raising the child, but I also want to have this career, and why shouldn't I be able to have it? You know that I mean, what was that? What did I just say there? Four lines, and they could well, they couldn't have given her that in the film,
0: yeah. Now, thankfully, she does get better in the second film, but, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Exactly well, you
1: could, argue, you could argue the second one is more about her Then yeah, yeah. Well, from again, from memory, I haven't seen that for, for years either.
0: Mm. Um, any more changes before we start thinking about wrapping this up, Ev?
1: Well, no, I, I said one. I said my, one of my biggest ones, the phone in the shower. <laughs>
0: Do you really want to go for a shower and be disturbed? But well, that guy does say, doesn't he? He's like, you want a phone in the shower? Well, that's the first for me. Or, or something along those lines. Yeah. Right? Um, right, a couple of facts. Before we um, ask the recommend question, the film was based on um, a French film, which is called Three Men in a Cradle, or the translation. Don't ask me how to say it in French. Um, 1985. No, go on. Go on. No, no, tu, no. Toi homme et un coffin. Yeah. Well done,
1: Evan. Toi. Toi. Eh. That's what I said. Toi <laughs> homme. Um, no, you said it. Toi is homme et un co You
0: said it in a <laughs> South American accent. It, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love I love you and Jordi speak French. <laughs> Monge 2, Rodney, monge 2. <laughs> that is bonnet de douche, as they say
2: in the Dordogne. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Fabrique Belgique. Oh.
0: Oh. Yeah, the director from that film was originally um, down to direct this film. But um, I, I think once the, the cast had been cast, let's put it that way, um, she pulled out. This film probably kickstarted a boom of sort of baby swap of um baby films because in the 80s people, um, the industry definitely jumped on the bandwagon of what was working well. We did, we done quite a lot of body swap films, big, vice versa, um, so on, and so on, yeah, yeah all, all them. Um, but then from this, you had things like um. Was look who's talking after this, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I was gonna yeah. say it probably concluded yeah. with Look Who's Talking, ah. but you also had Baby Boom Diane Keaton, yeah. If you've ever mm-hmm. seen that film, and there's another one I've got. I'm trying to there's, look at my notes. There's
2: Baby's baby Day Out, was not it? Or, some, or something, oh, there's another it? one called Baby's Day Out. Oh, I
1: thought, no. that, I thought that was more of a Home Alone site, because that was John Hughes or
0: something, wasn't it? Oh, I don't know. There's definitely one with Molly Ringwood in it called For Keeps. What about She's Having a Baby? Oh, I, I've, ne- I've never John, seen John, it. John Hughes did that, didn't yeah, he? I don't know. Never seen it. not, not, not familiar with it. And then, okay. I don't think it would be a podcast about three men and a baby unless we spoke about the urban legend that is the ghost of the boy yes, in the background. Gonna... We all know it's a cardboard cutout of Ted Danson. Yeah? Yeah. I'm looking at Evan now. Do you know this, Ev? Well, I've heard I've heard that, but
2: then every time I try, every time I watch the film,
0: I try to see I try to see something like in the curtains or whatever. I'm just right. thinking So bollocks. It's quite clear, and but I think what fooled this is VHS copies being absolutely shit quality. Yeah, <laughs> dog so, shit. Because yeah. it's the scene where he meets his <laughs> mum, or his mum is there, right? And and you also yeah. see the cardboard cutout in a later scene as well. But basically. It's it's a cardboard cutout. It do, it does look little, so it looks like a boy, or you know someone sh- someone younger, but it is clearly not a ghost. Let's put it that way, because everyone used to talk about oh, it's a ghost of a boy who died on set and all this shit, and it's not. It's a cardboard cutout of 10 dadson, yeah. who is an actor who is likely to have had cardboard cutouts of him previously. Or, or Jack, mm-hmm.
2: it's, like, it's like the one in
0: Teen Wolf where where the, the bloke gets his
2: and, it's, gets and his that's lost,
0: and that's it's a that for one that's a woman. It, no, it is. It's a, it's a woman, and also mm-hmm. um, it it's like it's like her blouse has come undone or something, and that's what it, it looks like her trousers are undone. I could you know mm-hmm. obviously correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that that's the case. But there's all these urban legends, isn't it? or myths or whatever you call them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, hmm. let's let's move on and let's wrap this up. Would you recommend this film? Ev. Yes. I'm moving straight on before you give any caveats, Prog. No. Any particular reason why?
1: I just think there's better films to watch. I'm not I'm not saying this is a bad film. I just think if you're going to watch a, a comedy film or a light-hearted Entertaining drama mm. or whatever this is, I just, I just think there's so many more films you could be watching out there. I don't this this film doesn't do anything for That's me. So enough.
2: it's your typical your typical Sunday afternoon, putting on the background while you're doing something else, isn't it?
0: I suppose so. Yeah. Mm, I yeah. would recommend it. Um, I got a huge enjoyment from rewatching this, but I may not revisit it again for a little while. But I I am keen to do Three Men and a Lady. I thought you were going to stop there.
1: I would recommend it, but I'm never going to watch this again. Well, if someone
0: had said to me, I've never seen that film. (laughs) Is it any good? I'd be like, yeah, put it on. I reckon you may enjoy it.
1: All right, first things first, I'd go, do you like Ted Danson, Tom Selleck and Steve Guttenberg all in one film? And if they said yes, I'd go, well, you should definitely watch
0: and if I was saying that, asking that question, I'd have to throw in my story about Steve Gutenberg as well. Do yes. you know? <laughs> do you like my dad in a film?
2: Yes. Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, definitely on that note, we are wrapping up. Podcasts come out every Wednesday. Check out our social media. YouTube for extra content when we can be asked to do it. Um, and if you want us to do a particular film in the future, just let, let us know. All right. Cheers, all.